0: Welcome to the Ascended Cast. We have a very special guest, everyone. We're excited about this, so we're going to go ahead and dive into it. This is your boy Shiloh. Your boy John. Your boy Matt. And welcome to the stage, Mr.
1: Kevon Lee. It's, uh, It's amazing to be here, man
0: we go there we go man like i said uh I, I was i was just telling you this before we got on it is a blessing to have you on this has been one that we've been plotting waiting rescheduling I know, right it's been like three months in the <laughs> making we've been we've been trying to cook, cook this one up here for for all of our viewers and listeners uh like i said there's a very special man and what he does motivational speaker man's gonna be an author you're you're so much already, and like I said, we I I feel like the journey for you is just getting started. Oh, yeah, just so.
1: getting started. I got so much in in
0: plan. You got so much in plan. So go go ahead and uh, brother, just going in to tell the viewers and the listeners just your backstory mm. and everything else, man. Just
1: man, so when you say my backstory, there, there's so much to it, right? Yes, sir. Uh, So do you want to know more about my childhood
0: or what? What? Yeah, let, let, let let's start from ground zero. Okay, let's ground start from zero. Your childhood. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, man. Growing up in San Bernardino, everybody know about San Bernardino. It's a very hostile place, right? It's not a place you want to raise your kids. Matter of fact, when I got to an age, I said, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm getting out of San Bernardino. I said, I have to get out of San Bernardino because I realized there was a generational cycle within my family that if I stay here, I was either going to end up on drugs, I was going to be in prison, or I was just going to end up dead. And I and I knew that. And I knew that at a young age. So I said, OK, yeah, mom, when you get to a certain age and you can actually get out of here, you're going to get out of here. But yeah, man, just growing up young, you know, parents on drugs, parents, alcoholics, Um, and I ended up getting shot because of it at the age of five. And so I had to go mm-hmm. to the foster care system um in the foster care system you know i went through a lot of battles uh, hopping from home to home until i finally got my grandmother um there was times where we were homeless we had to stay at people houses we had to stay at the economy inn in san Bernardino, we had to stay in our car so you know just growing up uh it, it was rough man I, I what's crazy is i remember at 13 i asked my grandmother i said hey grandma uh, when are you going to prison right No, seriously, right? Because I was like, hey, grandma, like, you're weird. Like, when are you going to prison? And she said, baby, I've never been to prison. When she said that, it shocked me because I literally thought once I graduated from high school, prison. Because everybody in my family been to prison. Like, everybody in my family been to prison. Like, brother, mom, dad, uh, cousins, auntie, uncle, no matter who it is, Mm. they all go to prison. And so I thought this was the norm.
2: Yeah, you were just thinking, like, all right, well, like, obviously you're a little bit older, so, like when did you do your time and just dang, that's crazy exactly exactly
0: yeah man, that's wild man and you know you you said there's that switch in you that that, that that no matter what where or how you know you have to leave everything um were you the only one was that like was that like a lonely feeling was there others around you at that time that were like like yeah you know let's let's get out or anything else or, or was that a lonely road for you you know? uh,
1: I would definitely say I'm the black sheep in my family. Mm. Um, I I do things non-traditional. So I went on my own path. I didn't really listen to a lot of people in my family because you can't take me somewhere you've never been. You get me? And so that's why I leaned on mentors who've been to the point where I'm like, okay, I want to get there. But not only do I want to get there, I want to surpass that. Mm. And so, yeah, man, when 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 it came to like people in my family, I would definitely say... Um and this is like a humble brag, but um I would definitely say I'm like at the top.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. And, and how's how does that how does that feel now with everything you've been through and everything to to be at that point?
1: I mean, uh honestly it feels good, but I'm not done yet. Like, I have so many goals and plans, like, just for the next year, just for the next five, ten years. Like, I wrote a contract with myself, like, all right, Kevin, you got to accomplish these things by this time. Um, and I'm a very persistent but dedicated person. Like, I, I want to do something, and I don't stop until I do it. Like, I don't care what the obstacle, what the circumstance is. No matter what it is, I'm going to keep going until I get my goal. Wow. That, that's how you got to be, man. Because this world... I mean, hon- honestly, I'm a person... Who, I want to see everybody win, right? And I'm pretty sure you guys want to see everybody win. But everybody's not built like that. Mm-hmm. This is like a dog-eat-dog world. So you have to literally go out there and get what you deserve. And the only way you're going to get what you deserve is if you earn it. Mm. I was I was just talking about
2: this up yesterday. Because uh, this is at like a level of like why things can't be done well. Mm-hmm. And I was like... What happens with a lot of people is they have great intentions. And great intentions are great. But... There has to be protected execution. Yeah. And if you're not executing on what you're doing, you whatever you say, it doesn't mean anything. If you're not playing an act, you're not executing what you're supposed to do.
3: And exactly. I like how you
2: use the contract. Mm-hmm. Because what, is a contract, what does a contract mean? It means that if you don't fulfill those requirements, if you don't fulfill those obligations, you don't get paid or you don't get exactly. what, whatever's entitled with it. Exactly. And that's where the execution comes from, so I like that, because like you said, you you have these goals, you have these things that you want to do that you that you said you're not done yet, and it's a level of just like, I wrote the contract to myself, so if I don't execute, then
1: I don't get those rewards, so I don't get that pay. Exactly, and what's crazy about it is, you know, going down this road, like how you said, isn't lonely, right? So becoming a motivational speaker, uh, it was kind of a lonely road, because people are like, I mean, Kevin, you have a great voice, like you really know how to wow a crowd, you know how to woo a crowd, like you're amazing, right? But- how are you going to pay for insurance if you do this full time? How, how are you going to buy a house? How are you going to do this and that? How are you going to, your, your checks aren't, you know, uh, consistent. Like, how are you going to be stable? And I'm mm. like, I'm not worried about that because I got God on my side. Mm. And so a lot of people didn't understand that because everybody around me is the traditional, okay, nine to five job. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? right. There, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but I knew that my purpose was greater than just to stay behind a desk I, I knew that i needed to get out in the world and so when i started believing in myself right because i mean we all can say we believe in ourselves but when the closest people to you saying uh, i don't think that's a great idea i don't think you should do that like i said what about insurance and you know insurance is um uh, expensive you start to get that sense of doubt right but then you have to rewind and remember okay why you started this in the first place
4: yeah mm. i can relate to
1: that yeah
4: yeah <laughs> my parents uh, when i left firefighting to do to do what I'm doing now they try to like talk all this shit um you know just try and like just scare me and make me feel a certain way and I was like yeah my bad so they were trying to like you know scare me out of it make me feel a certain way you know get emotional and I literally had to tell them look them in the face but like everything you're telling me might be might be true to some degree but like like I'm still doing it I'm not gonna not do this. Like mm-hmm. exactly,
1: like you won't you won't know until you actually go and do it. Yeah, it's like uh like you said you had
4: you you have God on your side. Is that faith? It's like uh yeah, there there are the what is there are the scary unknowns. Like, but that's the point. Exactly. Like that. Like that's why a lot of people don't do it. Exactly. exactly. I'm a big believer, and I'd rather say that I tried and failed
2: than never tried at all. Yeah, it's like one is of those it? things to. I don't want like I don't want to be that person and here in fifteen or twenty years. That's telling my kid or my nephew or my uh, niece or my gran- my grandkids like oh no you shouldn't do that or you can't do that mm-hmm. because I if I never did that or I never tried to do it who, like who, who am I to say that they can't do it so that's my thing is I want to be an example exactly I want to be an example whether it go if it goes through or not goes through
1: at least I can pay that game forward mm-hmm. and help whoever whoever needs that game next exactly and when when it comes to you know chasing success like you said i'd rather fail right and, and i'd rather do the thing and fail at it and know that in my mind and in my heart like okay it just didn't work out yeah. instead of you know being behind fear and um and that that that's what a lot of people are a lot of people are fearful to see the outcome right because they they automatically think cuz we are brainwashed to think that the negative is the best and what I mean by that is if you watch the news, right, we, we want to say, oh, who just got shot? Who who, who just gone on a high-speed chase? We, who won the last Nobel Peace Prize? Mm, exactly. Okay, you you yeah. get what I'm saying? Mm, like, who okay. who saved somebody from a burn? Like, we, we don't know yeah. them thing, but we know every time a, tra- a tra- tragedy happened, that's the thing that uh, our brain is brainwashed to think. And that's when it comes to people. A lot of people have negative thoughts. A lot of people say, oh, I can't do this. I can't lose weight. I can't be successful. I can't graduate. I can't be the first one in my family. Why? Because we have been, again, brainwashed to always think the negative. Like the mind has 80,000 thoughts a day, the subconscious. And would you believe 90% of them are um, negative? 90%. Mm. And so have you ever um, like said to yourself, and I remember I used to be overweight, right? I used to be 300 pounds and I used to tell myself, I can't lose weight. There's no way I could lose weight. And so every time I try, I'll end up quitting. But once I got to the point, especially when the doctor said you won't live a long, healthy life, I was like, shoo, that's all I needed, right? Yeah. And so once I got to that point, boom, 140, 140 pounds later.
0: 140 pounds? Yeah. So, So to me personally and everything, how was that? How was. I love the motivational speaking and all that, but I just want to hit on life before motivational speaking definitely how how was that journey you know how how was that journey during that time period because like i said i don't i don't know if you did just wake up ever since you were young and say you know what i'm gonna grow up to be a motivational Mm. speaker was that was that the case or did something happen along the way to get you to this point of now speaking your word to mm-hmm. everybody and truly sh- shining that light real
1: quick? Definitely. So um, I- I'm going to tell you two parts. I'm going to tell you the part of, you know, just me like what what got me to this point and where I was like, you know what? I could do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what got me to this point is how, how I say, you know, just grow- growing up in a drug environment, you know, being shot. Um, you know, just going like being bullied because of being overweight, being told I can never be successful, just being all them things. Right. And so I always, and I always tell people, right. People admire my success. Like, Kevin, you're traveling the world. You know, you have a wife, you're young, you guys are expecting a baby. You, you live in this beautiful home, drive this nice car and all these things like that. And I say, yeah, but I admire my pain. I admire the trauma I went through. I admire the depression that I've been through admire those things right because that's what produced what you see now if i never been through that you wouldn't see this kevon lee now like kevon had to go through that so he can inspire others and so i always tell people like admire that don't admire what i'm doing now right because everybody goes through pain i don't Mm. care who you are everybody goes through pain like you can have a two-parent home you could be having the best life in the world but you may be lonely and nobody knows right Mm. and so where i got to the point where i wanted to be a motivational speaker I was 21 years old I was in my going into my third year in college and my friend Gavin actually he <laughs> sent me a video um of this motivational speaker and mind you i I didn't know what motivational speaking was I didn't know it was a career I didn't know nothing about it right he sent it to me and I was just like Whoa, this this is pretty cool. And so, you know when you're on YouTube, after one video, it skips to another, and then it skips to another one, and this was Eric Thomas' beast mode. I was like, bruh. (laughs) I was like, like, whoa, you telling me? I was like, whoo. And anyway, so I was like, time out. I've been through that. I've been through that. But I got shot. I don't think they got shot. I mean, I feel like I could do this, right? And so I started saying, I want to be a motivational speaker. And I went around saying that, and I was like, man, you know what? I got to start speaking it. I am a motivational speaker. And so literally that was July of 2019 when I said I am a motivational speaker. And then um, it wasn't until... October of 2020, when I was on a Zoom call, cause you know, we were during COVID, I was on a Zoom call. And when I was talking to this woman, well, these kids and this woman was on there. And I said, yeah, I'm a motivational speaker. Mind you, I'll be like, hey, what's your name? My name is Kevon Lee. I'm a motivational speaker. That That's how I introduce myself. Right. And so she heard me say that. and She said, hey, we have an event January 28th, 2021. So a year and a half after I start saying that and she said, do you want to come speak at our event for 15 minutes? I said, heck, yeah. Mind you, at this point, I never spoke on stage. It's COVID. We behind the screen. Mind you, I don't even know what the heck I'm going to talk about, right? But I knew I had a story, and I knew that I could motivate people. Because people always told me I was motivational. So I went there. I did that. Mind you, didn't know what I was going to talk about to the morning of, but I knew I had a story, right? Mm. And so I did that. And then after that, it was hard to get gigs at a certain point because, you know, people didn't know me. People didn't know what I could bring to the table. People didn't know if I could be uh, inspirational. People people didn't know. And so when I started to realize, like, okay, Kevon, you're, you're very inspiring, but you have to connect the two. And what I mean by that is, like, you have to empower them. Like, bring them into the story. Like, understand that their life, like, whatever they're going through, they could get through it, right? And that's why I always tell people, like, motivation is cool, but you have to empower people to get to the point where they need to be in life.
0: Mm. Man, come I, on man, I could talk I all day love that. I love that <laughs> hey, I, I totally forgot I was on the podcast I was just straight listening I was just, you was done, I was just like come on brother, keep, keep, keep it going Yeah, I I love that word empower yeah. I, I saw that on, on one of your latest videos mm-hmm. and, and like I said, we're, we're, we're gonna repost this on, on our Instagram page and everything else so people can follow you so they can see the word that, that you've been producing because it's great man Like I said, I I appreciate that. I have older sisters, man. And then my my older sisters saw one of your ones when, in regards to, you know, being a parent, you Mm. were empowering and saying, you know, this and that. Hey, well, one of my older sisters was loving that.
1: I love speaking to parents. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is. Like, of course, I like speaking to youth. But man, when I speak to parents, they could change their kids' lives. you get me mm-hmm. they can hold their kids accountable, not the other way around because I mean in our society parents might not want to listen to the kid right but if you get if you can win the parents' heart, oh my goodness. and I love talking to educators too because then they could change their whole classroom. matter of fact they could change their whole school and if I'm talk, I'm talking to superintendents, they could change their whole district, their whole mm-hmm. county. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that, that's why I said we, what I do um it's amazing because even when i go to conferences sometimes i go to conferences where i'm the main keynote and it's people all over the united states like two three thousand people in the crowd and i get to speak to them so they go back and be like man like this speaker was amazing i'm about to implement what he said um and like i said this is a great career where you can make a global impact Mm. Mm.
4: you think that maybe it's because like you're giving back to what you wanted when you were a kid um, honestly, like, you're, like maybe that, that type of, uh, that type of, uh, um, parent for their mind, for their mind to flip a switch, You're like, damn, like if I would have had that mm-hmm. like at a young age. Like, even though you said like, admire your troubles because it's the way you are now to be able to do that, but you're giving back mm-hmm. to essentially what you didn't get.
1: Exactly. Um, and like the Bible say, man, it's better to give than receive. Right. And so you got to have a giving heart. Like anybody could just get up there and speak. Right. But. People know if you're being real. Mm -hmm. People know if you actually care, right? And so I actually care about the people because I know what I went through, right? And Mm -hmm. every single time I speak, man, I have people come to me after, like on Insta, especially on Instagram, a lot, and they say, "Hey, Kevon, you know, um, do you remember coming speaking at my school? Remember I came up to you?" And mind you, sometimes I don't remember, right, because I speak to so many kids, but I do remember the schools or um, the conferences and stuff, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember um, that conference." Anyway, and so I remember this one kid did that, and she was like, "Yeah, um, I was about to commit suicide. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm going through depression, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I don't want to commit suicide no more, but I am still depressed. But I know that I could get through it because you said you got through it, right? And so it's just that little inspiration of that gives them hope, mm-hmm. like give them hope that it's a better, it's gonna be a better future, right? And so I realized that like when, when I started speaking, like, come on, you could really change lives out here, right? It's not, it's not just about a check. Like of course you know you want to get paid, but it's all about impact and purpose and what you could do. Um, And then once you're living in that, of course the money will come. Mm.
2: I I like uh, how you said like that, that impact Mm -hmm. of just hearing like what you had to say, like that relatability. Because I think uh, keyword like you said empowerment. Yeah, I think when people speak and they have a status or they have um, a testimony, like I said, your testimony is your your whole life that you Mm -hmm. went the journey that you got there. I think it makes, it, like you said, that reliability. Because at the end of the day, we're all playing this game of life, trying to figure out what direction we want to go to. And when you can find somebody that gives answers to the problems that you're looking for, exactly, it makes it that much more connectable. It makes it, I mean, me, you were talking about the personal training. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you provide a service, like a lot of these people are coming to you because they have a problem that they're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the if you were able to provide that solution to them, then it's not it's not a matter of the money. Now it's just like, hey, I, need, I like you're helping me, you're getting me through this, like we're gonna keep on we're gonna keep on working together. Exactly. And that's why like, I like I like how you said because the empowerment is giving the people the ability to help themselves. hmm And that's Ooh. where that's the service right there. Exactly. That's the true service is you're not doing it for them, you're empowering them to do it for
1: themselves. Exactly. And that's what I always tell people like motivation will get you to that door, right? But if I empower you what, what what I say, you can take that outside that door, meaning that you could change your life. You could change your children's life. You could change your family life. You could change the lives that you speak to, right, the people that you speak to. And that's where it's important, right? So you've given them a tool so they could just go into the world and use that tool. And it's funny because we were just talking about this. We just had our buddy from
2: uh, high school. He was a couple years older than us. And I didn't think about it until he said it. Um, our principal, uh, Mr. Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. He uh, instilled, like, the, the whole class, uh, character, leadership, attitude, service, scholarship. And, like, you were just in high school, like, you don't think about it as a kid. But, like, looking at the foundations he said of, like, uh, his simple thing, I was like, it's your choice to make a great day or not. Like, it's mm-hmm. so simple things, like, you don't think about it. But then you realize that, like, each day we were getting fed that message. So it was always in our mm-hmm. mind, like, okay, like we can go into this, make this a great day or not. Like we get where the choices are, like subconsciously like you're picking up on every day. And like a big thing that we have here is the people that we brought on from our high school um, on the podcast. We always talk about like the culture and community that we have is like kind of like we're really close knit. Like everyone was really like got along. Like we still talk to each other and everything like that. And it didn't click and then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Like that faculty, like that principal really set the foundation for us to be that way because we wouldn't have been that way if we had bad leadership or if we had a bad faculty, like, between the coaches, the teachers, the administ- like, administration, like, I look at that, and, like, how you said, like, just going to a school and a principal or a teacher, just hearing what you're saying and be like, you know what? Like, I can set these kids up with the standard. I can set exactly. these kids up with the mentality to be successful in the future. And I just look at our class, like, our school for that couple-year of year period, and we had so many good quality people that came out of it. And I think the big foundation is because – of like what you said instilling those values into uh, our classes Mm. Mm. that's powerful right there
0: yep i love that That's a good
2: breakdown yeah i didn't think about it like that i didn't either like i said literally stanley just hit the right word about it and i didn't i thought about it and i was like damn like i'm really thinking about that every day We heard his announcements. Like, we heard the way he spoke to us. The very end. And it's like, you never think about
1: it, but subconsciously, like, you were return every day and every day. Like, I'm telling you, a subconscious is... more powerful than your consciousness. You get me? Because you could think so many things. Sub- like, have you ever been doing something or like reading something or watching something? And next thing you know, you're thinking about a whole nother thing. Yeah. And you're like, dang, I didn't even know I was thinking about that, right? That's why I say your subconscious is strong. And so, him telling you those things every single day, although you didn't think about it consciously, your subconscious was rewinding, yeah. rewinding, doing it again, doing it again, doing it again. And now that you're older to understand it, you realize, like, man, he was actually teaching us some good things. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, a funny thing
2: you just hit on too, is thinking about and now he used to always give us like a little motivational arm of morning affirmations. Mm. for the longest time like I want to say probably from like 21 to like 26 years old that was my thing in the morning was like hey to start out your day with some morning affirmation like something that's positive that's going to like keep you push you through that day and it's like when I don't do that my like my mind and my spirit feels off so it's like mm. that right there is another thing is like because he did that every day that's how we started our day like how we started our morning it's like that's just part of the my process, yeah, part exactly. of my process of, of getting ready for the day. I love it. I love it. Like it's a habit, right? Yeah, exactly. And if I don't do it, I fall off. So like, if I don't see it, then I'm just like, okay, like no, I need to start doing that again. Like I need to get this. I need to get this back into my routine. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because like I just hit that right now. That literally just clicked right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. And then for me personally, um, what I love about when you go and speak for people, I feel like especially the youth, especially, you know, kids in high school or anything else like that. When you come in, you know, that's a word that is not planned. Mm-hmm. So they have teachers. They know they're going to go to class every day. They know the schedule. I'm going to go boom, boom, and boom. But when they come to hear you speak, that's an unplanned message. Mm-hmm. So that's so the, the that's just like well, well, one of those things that pulls up in your life and then you, you weren't expecting it throughout your day and mm-hmm. – when they're listening to you, they may not know it, but that, but that godly message is coming, it's going to smack them in the face. And, mm-hmm. and when it's unplanned is what is what sometimes, even for me, certain lessons that are unplanned it hits me the most. Exactly. You know? It's just like any other impact in life, whether it's good or bad, when something is unplanned, when you don't see a message coming mm-hmm. or an event coming, it's going to impact you that, that, that much harder. So with that that's why I love your word when you're speaking to these kids and everything, and they're sitting there and they're just like, what is a motivational speaker to your point? They're, they're, they're looking at it from their standpoint Like, what is he going to say to me? Oh, he's just going to tell me I need to go do good or maybe to stay in school or I need to do this. But when you're telling them a message of, no – you need to you need to not only be better but you can do this you can mm-hmm. persevere through whatever you're going through so that lonely child that was never told these things or the one with the single parent that's on drugs that never felt that love or had a or had a man like like I said you're a man of color you're a man that mm-hmm. comes from a, a you know a, a background in which these young men and women that that can speak on so when your word speaks mm-hmm. when your testimony reaches their ears out of 100 kids maybe even if it's 20 maybe even if it's 10 that 10 now ten will talk to their family, and now you again. You talked about lineage. Mm-hmm. You are a generational either changer, or you're gonna or or you're gonna start the new trend. So that is what I love the impact about.
1: Exactly, about and uh, I love what you said earlier. You said that the things that really change your life are the things that are unplanned, right?
0: Because the things that we plan,
1: we already know it's going to happen, right? And so um, you could plan for things, right? But when, what breaks you is what you don't plan for. Like you don't plan for somebody dying. You don't plan to get into a car accident. You don't plan to get injured. Like you, nobody, nobody says I'm gonna wake up today, boom, I'm gonna go crash my car. Ninety-nine point nine percent of us <laughs> don't do that, right? Yeah. And so, but when something like that happens, it's like, how do you bounce back? When somebody in your family, like when my grandmother passed away, people was telling me, mind you, um, I'm in my second to last semester in college. They're telling me like, Kevon, um, maybe you should take this semester off. Maybe you know you should just be with your family and things like that. Man. I said bunk that. That was the best semester I ever had in college because it motivated me. And before my grandmother mm. even passed away, I wasn't an author, I wasn't a speaker, I wasn't engaged, I wasn't married. You know, I I didn't have none of those things, right? I wasn't I wasn't a speak like I said I wasn't even a speaker. So she never mm. even heard me speak. But what gave me that how do I, that that security was before she passed away. Um, she she said, "Honey, I love you and I'm so proud of you." Mm. Like that's what gave me all the. Um, you know, all the motivation and empowerment just to keep going. And I remember I'ma share this with you guys. Um, when she passed away, right, mind you, um, I, I'm at so we have like family homes out there in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So I'm at one of the family homes and I'm getting all these text messages, all these calls at two thirty in the morning. They say, Kevon, you need to get over here. We think your grand we think grandma's mm-hmm. gonna like pass away, you need to get over here. And I said, okay. So they come pick me up. We go back over there. Mind you, it now it's about three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I run, I run inside. I bust a right, bust a left, I bust another right. My grandmother had already passed away. Mm-hmm. And so, mind you, at the, this is the point. This is the person who adopted me at nine years old. I've been living with her from seven to nineteen. So she raised me, right? Mm-hmm. All my values, like what you see right now, what you see produced right now, is because of her, right? And so. And you, you never think that your grandmother's going to pass away. You just think they're invincible. I don't know what it is. you just think they're going to live to 100 years old, right? And so I remember I was praying. I was like, God, just just please give me a sign that you know everything that she did won't go in vain. And I kid you guys not. She passed away November 10th, 2020, which is only a few days um, later, about two weeks um, after this. but she and then I went into my voicemails and I found a voicemail from September of 2019. And she said, hey honey, mind you, it the voicemail per like it was perfectly planned for that exact day. She said, honey, I'm sorry um that I couldn't get in contact with you. I couldn't make it there. But um, mm. I hope you get this message, right? Mm. She said, I hope you get this message, like that that sense of hope, right? Mind you, I bro, I didn't even look at the message. Yeah. I was just like, I want to go hear her voice again because I, I'm notorious for not answering my phone. I was just like, I want to hear her voice again. And so that, that was a year prior to when she passed away. But she said, honey, I love you. She said it not once, not twice, but four times. And she said, I'm so proud of you. And that gave me all the confidence in the world to keep going. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. beautiful. That's, cool. That's beautiful. Just full circle. That's exactly. I- a, you got yeah. You got to understand, man. My grandmother, um, when she adopted me, she had just retired. Like, she she did it all right she worked for 40 years just retired 60 years old 60 uh, something years old but now she has to come down to California to adopt me to live homeless to uh, live in one bedroom apartments like whatever the thing was right so she gave all that up for me and so I know because she did all that I don't want to not want that to go in vain and so I, I truly believe that sometimes God no I don't think sometimes all the time like God puts people in your life mind you my grandma, she was never blessed with the most materialistic with the best health in any Thing like that but she did the necessary things to make sure that she was shining on me so i could be the light to the world
0: mm. well first and foremost god bless that lady because like oh, she, voice, I, I always she. tell
1: people man if she didn't make it to heaven ain't none of us safe <laughs>
0: ain't none of us safe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, amen to that because like i said when you're when especially as a woman to me and this is society you know when you're a, when you're a foundational Person for a young man that is taking on another job, so you said she retired mm-hmm. well God retired her from that nine to five but she but he gave her a new job that that would be more precious more valuable than exactly. anything she she would have ever experienced Though of course she she had you know she had your parent your parent, and everything else like that, but I feel like that last portion of her life which was helping raising you helping create the man you are today mm. that's going to be seen by i'm not saying thousands i'm not saying hundreds of thousands but i'm saying that millions of people are going to see the the product that you are as a man that was set by her exactly. through the darkest of times and man. like i said that those cornerstone people right there that's heaven sent. Exactly. They're, there's no other way around it and like I said our heaven sent people are the ones that raise of course because I, I could speak on it because my my grandmother and, and my grandfather are, are very instrumental in my life they helped raise me when my mother was working and everything else and she had to drop us off you know even to this day they're very integral in our lives so, um, so I can I definitely feel that and then when my grandfather passed you know it was one of those things to where um, he he always molded me for this position, because yeah. because especially being the man of the family and everything else like that, that is no easy thing. I have a lot of women in my family, with me. I'm the only male one. So he had to mold me from a young age. He he used to always tell me, you know, hey, you, you have to be stronger when when you go out there in front of all, all those women. You need to keep your head up high. He's always say, keep your head up high and lead, head up high and lead, lead. You know, mm-hmm. and he instilled that into me to where when I knew. And this was part of the plan stuff so his his passing you could see the deterioration and everything so you can you had that sense of okay this is coming or whatever so i'd to fortify my heart for it when he passed and then it was it was my my time to lead there was no sense of to me like like cloudness or anything i was prepared for Mm. it he was he molded me for this And, and when you have that mold of somebody that's helped and blessed you with that that helps catapult you to, to a career or to a status that, that you know you can. When he passed, to your point, example, exactly, I worked. Mm-hmm. I went ahead. I, I, You you know, especially when, when those people, what they instilled in you, which is to go get it, which exactly. is to get after it, which is that survival mentality of just because I may go, you know where I'm at.
3: Mm.
0: You, you're you a follower of God, you know, recovered by, by the blood of Jesus and everything. So it's like, you know where I'm at. So you need to do your job and do your, you know, do your part in order to lead the family. Exactly. And like I said, now you you didn't have everything that you had now, but you're a leader now. And mm-hmm. you are that beacon of hope for your family and for, like I said, millions of others that will come and hear your word for many years from now.
1: Man, I love it, man. And um, I, I think that's the beautiful part, right? How, how you said, like. He prepared you, like my grandmother. She prepared me, and so when she passed away, of course I cried. Of course I was like, "Man, like I, I'm never going. If I live to 75, that's 50 year, 50 something years without my grandmother, right? But she, like you, how you said, that's a perfect, that's a perfect uh, solution or scenario or ending to it. She prepared you. She prepared me for this uh, situation. She prepared me for everything I'm going through right now. Mm. Yeah, I love
0: that, man. I love mm. that. See, so we get, so we got inspiration and grandmother there was there was there anyone else that really you know motivated you got you through mm-hmm. those times getting through being a motivational speaker and everything else because you had grandma was there anybody else like i said throughout college do i yeah anybody else that, that that you could say look this is a part of my team it's a tribe because that's why i tell people is throughout my journey i've had my best friends be some of the most instrumental rocks in in my life the past about five years man yeah
1: Uh, I I would definitely say, man, there's been a lot of people in my life to believe in me, but there's also been a lot of people that say, "Eh, Kevon, you can't do it. Right. Um, I did have this one woman that I used to work with. Her name is Brenda Dowdy. She's a like she I'm telling you, she's like the Mount Rushmore of San Bernardino County um, in education. Right. So people look up to her. People listen to what she had to say. um, But she's seen something in me. And I remember um, at one time when I was when I just started speaking. Right. So I wasn't as popular as I am now. Mm-hmm. But when I started speaking, she's like, hey, Kevon, mm-hmm. I have this position for you. Um, it, it's a made up position. This, you're going to be the first one in the state. I want you to pilot it. Um, and I'm like, you sure? And she said, yes, I'm sure. So she seen something in me that I didn't even see in myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that like just that belief in me and everything she instilled in me while I was at that job. So when I left that job. Like I already knew how things were. I knew how contracts worked it. I knew how um I I now I get to sit into meetings with superintendents, with principals, um, and so many things because I made those connections. So that so that was definitely one right there. Um and I'll definitely say my wife, man, I'm talking about before I do a speech, like before I do my best speech, right? Sometimes I, I practice in front of her five five times imagine each speech is like 30 to an hour 30 minutes yeah. to an hour and so I'm practicing and then she's just sitting there she's taking notes and she said okay I don't think you should say this or I think you should change it like this and so I always tell people like yeah um, you know she, she's my coach yeah. <laughs> like like legit right because she's so sophisticated she's Brilliant. Like the things that she say, she I'm telling you, she's really brilliant, right? And so she helps me convey that message um in a way that people will receive it, right? Mm-hmm. Um mind you, um I do a lot of the I do a lot of the background when I say like this, like, oh I want to talk about this, I wanna talk about that, and she said, Oh, how about you say it like this? I'm like, you know what? That sounds really good, right? But her just being in my um my you know, I, how do I put this? Her just having my back, you know, so when I go on stage um, it, it means everything to me, and like, and like you said, man, uh, like the Bible say, though he who finds a wife finds a good thing, right? And favor from God. And so, man, I found a beautiful wife, and God been favoring me. <laughs> I love that.
0: He be, he I been, love that. Yeah, I, I love that too, man, because I feel like especially. I have a random question. You, oh yeah. Can um, you dance for the music? And then, and then, what's it called? Um, I have a quick question, um, because I find Um, I find this. James is not good. Yeah. All right. Uh. Well. What's called? So I I find this for for myself. You're a motivational speaker and everything else like that. Even for a motivational speaker, are there times where you don't feel like motivating? You know, like like is there is there ever a time to where you you just go in and you even you yourself need a motivation? Like, Like 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 it. Has there been times for that? Oh, definitely, you man. Get what I'm at to ask at you? the end
1: of the day, I'm still human. Like at the end of the day, like there, I still bleed. You know, there's times I still cry. I'm still human. Like I'm not just, um, just because I do motivational speaking don't mean I'm always motivated. There's sometimes when you just like bruh. But I- I'm gonna say this: there's there's never a time when I don't want to go after it though. Mm. Like there's times when I'm like, man, I know this going to be hard, or I know this going to be really challenging, but I know I still have to go do it right. And especially like my wife. Like, you can ask her and she'll tell you... She'll straight up tell you he has never quit at anything he ever tried. He has never quit. He always seen it through. Like, I, I, I'm not quitting at anything that I step forth. I'm not quitting. Like, it, if I get to the end and it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But I'm not quitting because when you start to quit... You start to build that habit, like, oh, when things get tough, when things get hard, I could just back away, mm-hmm. right? But when things that that's what build that stamina. You get me? When things get hard and tough, you push through it, you and exactly right. And that's why I love cycling because there's some times, man, where it's hard. Like I remember we was talking, and I did a race uh, last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the hardest races in Santa Barbara. On the, and when my my um, how do I put this? My course was the hardest climb, right? And mind you, it's a six mile climb, but it's like twenty six hundred. I mean, 2,600 feet of climbing, which is, cr- I've never done that, right? But I got to a point in a race where my body's aching. I'm like, bro, my kidney. I'm like, why does my kidney hurt? It got to a point where it got too hot up there. I'm just like, man. And I seen people turning around before they got to the top. So I seen people turn around. I'm like, Really? I'm like, yeah, if I turn around, nobody would know. Like no, nobody would know, right? I mean, but I'm like, Kevin, you you can't do, you can't go up here because your wife is gonna say, did you get to the top? You can't lie to her, right? And so I I did not want to get to that point where I had to tell her like, oh, yeah, I didn't make it to the top. So I said, I don't care if it hurts, I don't care if it burns, man. I got to the top of that. I got to the top of the mountain. I told the people up there, I was like, I'm so happy to see you guys. <laughs> I've never been happy to see people like this in my life, man. Because just getting there, right? And a lot of people didn't want to do that course because they knew how hard it was. They they knew that if they did it, they wasn't going to get through it, right? And so I knew that, all right, Kevon, once you once you start, like I said, I don't care how painful, how hard it is. Once I start it, I have to see it through. And that's even training, man. Like if I say I'm going to do this amount of miles um, and I have the time to do it, I'm doing it. Like today, um, I, I didn't. I felt very fatigued, right? But I was like, "All right, Kevin, you still got to get this bike right, there. you still got to get this amount of feet of climbing, and I still got it in." Mm. And then how how long was that? If you're my man. What? Uh, how many miles did you do today? Yeah, uh, I only did 27. So a quick, quick ride. <laughs> right, quick, ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quick, quick ride. Only 27. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's like a warm up
0: still. Oh <laughs> hell, man, hey, man, nah. you, you a better man than me. Twenty seven, I'll no. be dead by seven. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna be honest, man. When I first started cycling during COVID, twenty seven miles were like no. Like anything over ten was a push. I'm talking about I feel sore, but now it's to the point where you know, like I said, you build that stamina yeah. to the point where twenty five miles is literally I start to feel warmed up. All right, let's go for fifty. Let's go for seventy five. I like pushing myself. Let's go for hundred. That's just how it is. That's that's what anything yeah. in life. Like, motivational speaking. You, you see my videos, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, you say they're very empowering. Like, I sound really good. That's not how it was at first. Like, I didn't know how to tell a story at first. I was just up there like, uh, and I told you guys how I got shot, right? But when I say the story, I bring people into it, right? Um, I used to be like, yeah, I was five years old. I got shot. People be like, oh, my God, he got shot, right? But now I bring them into it uh, to the point where, like, um, I heard a loud scream. I heard a door slam. And then I say, oh, this guy, he walks in front of me. And I put my hand down on my mom and she raised her hand at me literally with what happened though and I say I closed my eyes and I felt two blows to the body just like that you know what I'm saying yeah. And so once you're speaking you you only get better and better and better and that's what anything like the practice makes it doesn't make perfect but it makes you better
2: Mm-hmm. The attention to detail the
1: reps. Exactly. It's the reps exactly. every day you get you get better and better with the reps. Exactly. And so that's what the same thing with cycling, right? At first I wasn't this fast. I wasn't th- th- this good. I wouldn't do that much amount of climbing no matter what I don't care what it was, but now I've got to the point where I could do it. Mhm.
0: So so what so when when did the cycling start? Because we'll just hop on that real quick yeah. since we're on it real quick. When did it start? I'm asking you a two-part question. Mm-hmm. So if you forget, no worries. I'll ask it again. But the first part is when did you get into cycling? And then the second part is what is it about cycling? that that keeps you going and keeps you pushing yourself to mm-hmm. 25 50
1: 75 yeah man so i got into cycling cycling in 2020 my goddad, he bought me a fixie right so he bought me a fixie and he didn't even think i was gonna ride it he just bought it for me and i started riding it and so i upgraded to a road bike right and so i upgraded to a road bike and i was like man i really like this and then i upgraded to an all carbon fiber road bike i still got that bike and i got my new one that i just got like four months ago um but what got got me into it, because, you know, during COVID, gyms were closed. There's nothing to do. I'm like, man, I can't just stay inside, right? And so once he got me that bike, I just started riding. I'm like, man, I really enjoy it. You get to see the nature. You get to go to different places. And this is before I even did my first race, right? And so when I did my first race, and I always tell people, Uh, I train hard. Right. I I train really hard. But no matter how hard I train, I can never duplicate what I do in in a race. I don't know. It's like that urgency. It's like that adrenaline just to do your best. Right. And so I remember uh, when I did a race in Santa Barbara, it was crazy because after the race, uh, my goddad did it with me, too. But after the race, we drove around to see like, oh, we went to this part of the race. I did not remember. Oh, nice. Like legit, I did not, I was like, this was in the, like, no way this was in the race because I was so focused and I was so in tune and I was like in a flow of, okay, Kevin, boom, you see somebody in front of you, catch up with that person. Somebody mm. passes you, keep on their heel, right? And so w- what keeps me into cycling is I, I, I tell people and they think I'm crazy, but I love feeling that type of pain. I love feeling that type of burn. Ooh. I love feeling that type of pain and burn to where, okay, Kevin, you want to quit. And you think my mind don't say, oh, you know you could just turn around now. You know you don't have to finish it. You know you don't have to do what you say. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that's when I just love pushing through it. Like nothing like feels me more other than speaking than just, and my wife just, <laughs> <laughs> I know that one in <laughs> and God. <laughs> but just that. I how that burn once I get to that burning sensation pushing through it and so that that's what that's what keeps me cycling and I'm to a point where it's it's a part of me like that's a part of my life it's a lifestyle at this point
2: I've I've, I've heard about like a runner's high mm-hmm. so there's a certain point that once you push past that limit yeah that like there's nothing like it, it sounds pretty similar like it's like a exactly. cycling high where like you just get to that certain point Mm. To where, like, it's like a dopamine release exactly. or it's something that just makes you feel just, you exactly. get into a flow state. I want to say state. alive. Yeah, say it's, alive. A, it's the yeah. flow state. Yeah, F- it's a flow, fl- flow fl-
1: state. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that because I used to run a lot, too. I used to run. Uh, I used to do duathlon, so I used to run cycle. Um, I'm not that good at swimming. But uh, what's crazy is even through running, I remember one time I had a PR and run in and a mile, right? And I'm like, bruh, I had a PR, but I was in a point where I was just flowing. Like, I was just going. And it's the same thing with cycling. Like, I didn't remember that certain point because I remember that point was a straightaway, too. It was a straightaway. It was flat. So, I would just book in it. You <laughs> mm-hmm. get me? And so, I don't remember that because, like you say, you reached that point of that flow state.
4: That's what I feel like I'll achieve in the desert.
1: In the desert? Yeah. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. This
4: <laughs> I, I like that. I like pain too, bro. Like, uh, when I used to uh, hike in, for Cal Fire, we, I was stationed up in Bishop. And, um, like, every time, like, if you make it up to the top, you got to come back down and get the last man. Mm. So I was doing one and a half hikes all the time. But I was fucking, I would, just, I would just gun it. And I would just keep going. Like, the moment you stop, you let it settle in.
1: Oh, you feel That warm. shit fucking oh, yeah. sucks. Bro. <laughs> sucks. Like, so when I got like, to the top. Oh, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, like it's
4: almost like you kind of like you get on the ground and it's like nothing you could do like will get rid of that burn and it's, it's like, like, like oh it's like sometimes I've sat up there I'm like I don't know if I can make it back down like you know like but it's uh I I've broken like I broke records getting into that flow state too on on times on the on the hikes and you know it's like uh and then it's like do you bitch do you bitch out and pack light or do you do you kind of like do you take do you pack a little heavy and take some tools you know you kind of push yourself and it's like you test yourself and it gets like addicting it's like damn like. If I, if I got that this last time, like I'm gonna go for it this time, like you know, different time, different time, exactly. different time. And then like like I said, you gotta come back down and then get the last man up. Mm-hmm. So it's like just that that state mm-hmm. of mind where it's like, I'm I'm not gonna fucking bitch out because I know I can fucking keep I can keep down here with my guys. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're like at the end of the day, like their lives depend on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing yeah. it for something bigger than me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's that that's where I, I I also put it in my mind. I was like I'm doing this for something more than me. Like they rely on me. Like exactly. it's accountability, it's ownership. It's all those things where it's like, this is where I'm, I'm getting like mentally fortified and it transfers into different things in life. Like, Oh, that's not really that big of a deal. Like, like, come on now you're, you're complaining over that. Yeah. Like it kind
1: of, it, it, it just, it makes you, it makes you just more, um, satiated. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said. You, you kind of feel that addicting feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's the same thing with cycling. I Man, like I'm addicted to feeling that pain. Because, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know what it is, but I just love feeling it, right? And uh, that's why I never try drugs. That's why I never drink. I never smoke because I already know. Because it's what you feel. <laughs> it's, it's that feel. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's why, because I, I already know I have an addictive personality. And so when it comes to cycling, like, I, I have to cycle, yeah. right? I don't want to start drinking. I have to drink. Yeah. I have to. That's why I never try it. Mm-hmm. And good for you, man. I like that. That's
2: self awareness at this finest right there. That's real self awareness. That's
1: fine. You got to, man. In order yeah. to be your best self, because at the end of the day, and like how you said, um, you living for, like, you got to save somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. You can't be selfish with it. You get me? Like, I already know if I start drinking and I start smoking, I can't be the best husband. Mm-hmm. If I start drinking and I start smoking, I can't be the best father to my unborn child. Like, I already know that. If I start doing that, I can't be the best speaker. I already know that. And so I'm not even about to do that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Don't put yourself in a position. That's ultimate discipline.
1: Exactly. It goes back
0: to that contract. It, exactly, it goes back man. That contract is that yeah.
1: you, So this is where my discipline came from. Um, my discipline came from losing weight. For going from three hundred mm-hmm. to one fifty nine, I'm not one fifty nine right now. But losing yeah, I mean, all that weight, still looking good, bro. You, still you know, you know, good. you know, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Man, I appreciate that. But um, but that discipline of like, okay, Kevin. Um, once you start, one, like I said, once I started seeing the weight fall off, I got addicted to it. Like I needed the weight. Like I needed to. Okay, Kevon, I needed to see, see this amount of pounds fall off, and I lost 140 pounds in one year. So I went from I went from a size three X, a size 50 pants mm-hmm. to a size bro. I was wearing extra smalls.
0: Ooh, like that, bro.
1: I'm talking about ripped veins everywhere. I that summer I never wore a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my mind. I had a lot of loose skin, but I was yeah. like, I don't care. Yeah. You get me? Because I got to a point where I was I was even comfortable in my own skin. You get me? Because you know, getting bullied and stuff. You did
4: that shit. Yeah, yeah. like no, yeah.
1: it was it hard work. Yes, but it got to a point where it just became second nature. It got mm. to a point where it was a lifestyle.
0: Mm. Mm. No, a priority that, exactly. That hit right there. That Man. last you said. You got comfortable in your own skin. I feel like that phrase right there, to viewers listening or anything else, people that are the people that are struggling with, you know, body dysphobia... Yeah. All that other stuff, shoot, at one point... It, it, this, yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't want to yeah, yeah. But I'm always, I'm always the one to correct people. Yeah. yeah, good, yeah. Well, bad.
4: I'm sorry.
2: Please, I was like, body is like you're a fan of the If you're a fan yeah. of the body. Yeah, yeah. that one. Dysmorphia. Yeah,
0: dysmorphia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dysmorphia. Yeah. I got I to correct it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, brother. Um, but yes, Um, people that struggle... People that struggled through that, like I said, even I did at one point, because I was 300 pounds in high school. Oh, wow. I was, I, was, I was 298. I'll never forget. You got the 298? Yeah, I got yeah. the two, 298. I my, I do remember that. Like, you senior were year. 280 for a good amount of time, too. Oh, okay. shit. Yeah, Dang My faux picture, you can see my... Yeah, bro. I was... I, I was. I, you, I mind was you, bro, like you a lot
1: man. taller than me. He wasn't. Oh, yeah. I was 300, was 300 pounds. Sure. And I was like... I, oh, yeah, uh, you Damn, I don't remember that. Bro, I went to Six Flags. I couldn't fit on the rides. I literally went to Six Flags, bro. I could not fit on the rides. Like that? They they had to tell me get off.
0: Damn, oh, man. Bro, yeah. and so
1: you my because yeah, you know how lines. like everybody do that senior trip, right? And that's when I decided to lose weight. I was like, <laughs> oh. Heck, nah you feel you me He said i can't get yeah. on tatsu that's the, that's bro. Right bro tatsu was the yeah. one because oh, <laughs> hey, tatsu the one that flips you like yeah, the that bro, that was the one that was the exact one that i was like no yeah, no that one was dope. Yeah. <laughs> he
0: <laughs> said yeah that one was dope yeah i enjoy it now though yeah, yeah. so, yeah. He, so came, yeah he
1: came back and said that man <laughs> so, I mean, man yeah. went on
0: every ride <laughs> yeah. he said i remember this this yeah x2 um, all, all of them All of them. I love that. So for me, like I said, comfort in your own skin. That is a humongous thing that I feel like- That's an
1: accomplishment. Yes. Especially with social media, especially like what everybody's going through, man. It's, Yeah, it's it's an accomplishment.
0: And that's why your job field and what you do, Mm. getting people comfortable in their own skin. Now, especially in this new generation, I feel like they need that more. It's a necessity because- All they see, what a child, what a middle schooler, what a high schooler, when they open up their social media, they see everything that gets them out of their own skin mm-hmm. mentally gets them out of their own situations gets gets them out of their own realities in life and them seeing you know what i can look like this exactly. the, the, the young woman that isn't getting that much attention from certain men or whatever that like big butts they're like you know what i think i i need to go get this to fulfill you know my love mm-hmm. the young man that that is, isn't getting any attention or anything else like that he he's looking at himself maybe this is the best way i should look i, I should go do this maybe i need to get bigger or whatever i need to do certain Mm-hmm. Things you know, it's like the, those insecurities you help validate, but until you've been through something to where you had to persevere, yeah. had they had to accomplish that feat of really persevering through that, that's a great thing. Now, like I said, my weight loss was about 60 70. You was at a you, you went you went above that times 10, brother. So that's and, why and I, I commend you for that. You, man. That's real determination, especially in the year.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Like, and then it was bro, it was so sweet when I got under 200 pounds. Well when I seen the scale say 199, I lost my mind. Yeah. Man, it just because you know you put in the work and you like cause at, at one point in your life, like I said, you think you can never do it. You think it's impossible. You you literally I'm praying to God every single night like God, like I'm I'm doing these waist trainers, I'm taking these pills, um, I'm trying to eat better, exercise. But like, God, like, I just can't lose the weight. So you're praying every single night, and he's not answering your prayers. But like you said, faith without works is dead. Like, Kevin, like, I could give you the faith, but if you don't go out there and execute, then it would never happen. And so once I started executing, man, I'm, I'll am i never get back to 300. I'll, t- I'll touch 200 maybe, but I won't get back to 300. Like, no matter I don't care how hard life gets, I ain't getting back to 300. <laughs> mm. that 200 would be more athletic and shit too
4: though like yeah. it would be more muscular <laughs> exactly <laughs> he exactly. say yeah, yeah body on. composition
1: yeah. exactly yeah. I, man. exactly I, and, I, and I love that the, the use of
2: execution and I just feel like this is a good time for like everything we've talked about it goes into that empowerment of when people mm-hmm. like, Like when people, like you say, like people are looking for answers, sometimes Mm -hmm. they look within themselves, sometimes they look outwards, sometimes they look at, like you said, certain things, whatever the surgery, um, steroids, whatever, like they they look at, they look at, they look for things. And I think as a motivational speaker, as trainers, as a massage therapist, Mm -hmm. um, our biggest job is obviously we have to have the knowledge. But how can you use the knowledge you have to empower that person mm-hmm. to get that result they want? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to execution of like, how can you get that person to execute? Or how can you get that message to somebody to make them be like you say, I can do this mm-hmm. or this is possible.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I just love it because it goes in just to like we everyone has great intentions. Exactly. I can sit here and tell you a 300 pound kid. Yeah, we will lose with you 100 pounds. But if we're both not on the same page of execution, we don't have that, that common reliability. It's gonna be really really tough,
1: man. And that um, and w- what you're talking about is that connection to humans, mm-hmm. like that connection being on one accord, right? Saying how, how you said, you know, you guys are trainers, right? And like I'm pr- like getting them to the point where they could believe and trust in you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with speaking, man. You you cannot. I, I've seen a lot of speakers in my day, right? I go to conferences, I see a lot of speakers, and I'm just like, nah, this ain't it. Right, and I'm not trying Mm. to judge. I'm not saying I'm better than them, but it's just something like they're not trying to connect. You can just tell they're there Mm -hmm. for the check, right? Uh,
2: it's not authentic.
1: It's not authentic, right? Like man, you can sniff that out. Yeah, exactly. Sniff out
4: authenticity.
2: Exactly. And like,
1: bro, when I speak, it's crazy because I practice. All right, I'm I'm gonna go on stage. I'm gonna say this, this, and that. Boom, right. It never ends up like
3: that, mm-hmm. and
1: always like I don't know what it is, but it's just like the Holy Spirit comes to me, and I just say something. I'm like, yeah. and I think back on, I'm like, dang, I said that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But it's what somebody needed to hear. I'm telling. I remember one time, uh, I was speaking at this event, uh, and this this grown woman she comes up to me, she said the craziest thing to me at the time. She said, "You're my son." I said, "Hold on, I know who my mom is. What do you mean <laughs> I'm your son, right?" And she said, "Because at the time I was 24, I'm 25 now." She said, "Because you're 24." And my son was 24. Six months ago, he committed suicide. And I'm so happy you didn't commit suicide. Like, I needed to hear your story today. And so just mm. just, this, mm. just that type of, you know, interaction with people. Like, I won her heart that day. I seen her another time. She was like, oh, my gosh, do you remember me? I'm like, of course I remember you. You get what I'm saying? And so when you win the connection of somebody's heart, they'll do whatever you want to say. I just hope you telling them to do good things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but they they'll, they trust you. And once you can win that trust, that loyalty, uh, they, they'll trust you uh, forever. I think
2: it's the responsibility of uh, a leader.
1: Exactly. Like said,
2: that's very much what, what, you, what you're doing and you're, you're being a leader. And mm-hmm. the responsibility of a leader is once you have that connection with uh, that person, are you being responsible? Are you doing insane what you're really about? And I just I look at that and like you said like you can smell when someone's not being authentic or it's being disingenuous And that's like one of the big things um, That I look for I think uh, I said this before so when we do like the podcast we have outline mm-hmm. And I, I think I, I told you this a while ago I was like if we do the outline and we hit it pervenum by pervenum, we didn't do a good podcast mm. I was like my favorite podcasts are the ones to where we have a conversation that goes all the, all over the places Man, to talk about stuff do you don't you don't exactly. even plan to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Like if we do a podcast we just hit the bullet points, it's like I don't think we did it then we didn't do a good job. So mm-hmm. it's like those Amen. are the best ones where it's like those conversations like it's unexpected. Like it's like the Holy Spirit like dang I he hit something that I didn't even think about or like that yeah. that I, I resonated with. I would, would not thought about it that way so it's funny you say that because it really is that way like when you you know when you're in a like authentic or genuine places when the conversations are stimulating and it didn't go as planned that's not, mm-hmm. that's, not that's not what the on um, the plan was or the agenda was exactly
1: mm-hmm. and that's the beautiful part about it
0: yes sir that's that's one of the great parts and like I said being being here with you now you know there's I tell people motivational speakers in essence you know you're like pastors mm-hmm you speaking. It's your ministry. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're giving your word and everything. I'm gonna let you know right now, man. When I met you and just sitting here right now, there's something about a presence. You know, when you meet, when you meet with the pastor and you're speaking with the really good one, that presence of God, mm-hmm. that presence is there. You speak, you look, you see how they walk, you see everything else like that. Man, when I saw you, man, I met you sitting right here, right now, right now with, with, with you, man. You have that presence of a leader. You have Thank that you, presence man. of somebody that that feels like. I can go to war with you. Mm-hmm. That everything you say, not only do you mean, but it comes from a place of a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you're speaking of a better tomorrow that people don't know what the heck if they're gonna finish out today.
1: Man, that so, that Jesus Christ, man. Yep, because he that, came that, on that his all. earth and he did that. You get me? Mm-hmm. Like he he laid his life on the line, and um, I think we have to be like him, right? We can never be him. <laughs> let me let me just get that. Out of there. Like we can never be him. I, I see in all the time. Right. He he was he he never sinned. We can never be him, but we could be like him. And so I always tell people there's a difference between doing and becoming like you want to become it. I want to become what I say. Right. Not just do it. but I want to become to where it's me, to where Jesus Christ is in me. And, that, and once you get to a place like that, that's where you find peace. And that, and that's the hardest thing ever, right? Because you can't find peace in your wife. You can't find it in your kids. You can't find it in your job. You can't find it in money. You can only find peace in Jesus Christ. That's the only place you can find peace. You go out there looking there somewhere else, right? But you will always feel this emptiness in this hole. But once you find peace in Jesus Christ, your life becomes better. Mm. And,
2: I, yeah, I like that. I, I've, it's funny we talk. We go into like the, the you brought up the passion and stuff like that. Uh, and you brought up how ET earlier. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't want to say I, I didn't, it wasn't like I didn't believe I'd have a, like I've always had a relationship with God, but for a good while, just because of like the, how some churches were and how they acted, like I didn't have a, a strong faith. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I want to say like 2020, 2021, I started like listening to ET and he, his big thing is he's a hip hop preacher. Yeah. And so that in a sense opened up my heart. So like kind of reconnecting that faith with God, where I was praying more. I was yeah. just trying to have that relationship and connection again, and then going into I had a client um, who just really really showed me uh, a lot of love. So she was really, really involved in her church. Um, she was always talking about it, but it never came from a place of like judgment or like um, what's the other word, um, okay. or like uh, being like condemning. Yeah. it was always just like a place of love like she always just hoped the best for me like it was like it, it felt like she really really wanted me to be better she really wanted me to do better but it never came from a place of like oh like you're doing this or you're doing that like you're gonna go like you don't love jesus enough like mm-hmm. It it came from a really, really genuine spot and the more that i could receive that the more i felt more and more open into where now like i very much like have a really, really really good relationship with god and it doesn't dissipate by like my involvement in going to church and more involved with what's going on in my heart and uh i think what you said best is like i can feel good about my day regardless if i made a lot of money regardless if i was happy or good things happen or bad things happen um in my heart if i feel like i had just good relationships like i felt good about what i was doing that day it can be as simple as like me going to the gym with him and when we talk to our friends uh smooth it's just like having those good conversations to where I generally know that I'm being authentic with him or I'm being in a, in a good place, that I can feel good about my day or I can yeah. feel good about myself. And being like, you know what? Thank you, God, for like bringing that into my life. Like, we do this all the time where we'll be having, like, our days from work or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just have interactions with people and it'll just be like, damn, like, that really just made my day better. Like, thank, like thank you, God, for that because, you know what? Like, that lifted up my spirits. Yeah. And I think when people live with the heart of, like how you said, wanting to be better, do better, we're never going to be Jesus Christ. But I think that willingness and that ability to want to help your fellow brother, your, your uh, fellow sisters, and just be a good, authentic
1: person. Yeah, exactly. Leading with a heart full of love. You get yeah. me? Like Jesus Christ, he had that guape love. Yeah. Like that's a love that you, it's, uncondi- that, that, that's that true unconditional love, right? And so when you lead um, with a heart full of love, like that type of love, um, like you said, you could transform lives, you could transform your own life, but that's also when you find peace. And that's mm-hmm. when, um, how I said, just things are just much better for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I feel I
2: feel a lot more uh, decisiveness about right. what, what things I do now, because I always used to overthink a lot of stuff, whether or not it was like, oh, am I going to do this? Or like, should I, should I be with this person or should I hang, uh, like, should I be around this person? And I was always like that conflicted of like, I don't want to be mean or like, oh, I don't want to like mm-hmm. just be like that. And now like it doesn't come from a place of like, oh, no, like, I'm, I'm judging you. It's like I know what's, what's right for me and it was wrong for me. So in a sense, like I'm a lot more able to decipher my decision making. Yeah. It's like God, like give me something that's gonna tell me like this is the right move, or like I I, I trust that what I'm what I'm doing is is the right thing. It's that discernment. Yeah. Eh? And that, and that's a beautiful thing about it. And it's like it doesn't come from a place of judgment. Like I just there's certain things I know that are for me and that are not for me. And like you said, that discernment comes in and just like in my heart. Um, and I'm i, I like, honest, I'm not perfect at this. I have my mm-hmm. moments still where I like, I still will get mad or upset about things, but I try to make it to where like if someone wrongs me or if they're saying I don't agree with or saying I don't like, instead of being bitter about it or being upset about it, it's like let's let it be and pray for that person or mm-hmm. pray for whatever they have got going on, that God leads them to a better path. And I really? feel like I'm at e- I'm at ease. Mm-hmm. I get my 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 ability to like com- like to deal with things mm-hmm. has improved so much. just Trying to have that mindset instead of being angry and upset about it, just it is what it is control what you can control let god's direction like take help them hopefully and help you exactly i love it i love it i
4: love that and yeah i needed this conversation <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah, i've been pretty stressed out pretty low vibrational of my mind of my mind how i how i've been thinking um, and i love seeing examples um so i could pull my you know head out of my ass yeah mm. <laughs> and i need that Cool. No, you know, we, I think that.
2: we all do. And that goes back to, like, what you just said. Like, this conversation, whoever listens to it, it's an empowerment. Exactly. So whoever, whoever needs to hear this, like, you said, you need to hear it.
4: Yeah. There's yeah. other people
2: that probably need to hear the
1: same thing. Exactly. The people who need to hear it will hear it. You mm-hmm. get me? <laughs> like, in that time of their life when they need to hear something and they trust in Jesus Christ, they'll hear it. Mm. They'll hear it. For
4: sure. Mm. I've been a fucking negative Nancy lately. Hey. Hey.
0: Hey. That's... But now you acknowledge yeah. it. Now it's time yeah. to change. Yeah, that's how I identify
4: it. Now I got to be,
2: you
0: know, I apply
4: action towards. it. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. that's the one thing. Uh, I'm, I'm
2: very, very blessed with in learning. And like uh, you touched on it, but self-awareness, man. Mm-hmm. When you can acknowledge your own shit, you can acknowledge that you're not doing something or you can acknowledge that you're not meeting a certain criteria, you're not honoring that contract with yourself. That's one of the biggest like things that I think people uh, have a hurdle with. Yep. It's just that self-awareness of being to be honest with yourself. Like, are you really doing what you're saying you're doing? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? And right there, that's 50% of the battle right there. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is execution. And what are you going to do now to solve that problem? Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because like, cause I feel like a, a lot of people don't want to take accountability for any for, for, for any wrong that's in their life that's caused by them. Mm-hmm. And wanna, that's pride. Mm-hmm. They yeah. want to go to a trauma that happened so far long ago that may not apply now, mm-hmm. But they'll, they'll go back to that. They'll look for any other reason, but at the end of the day, it just boils down, and and, and it comes back to you. My thing is, uh, for, for you, real quick, you are a man of faith. Mm-hmm. You wear it, you speak it, you wash it. Has that faith always been there? How did your faith in God, when did that truly start, and when did it strengthen to where it is Definitely. now, that immovable faith?
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, my grandmother, uh, I touched on her earlier. She was the ultimate woman of faith. I'm talking about she wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning, she's reading her Bible till 11 a.m., at least, right, praying. I, she up in there crying. I'm thinking, like, what are you crying about, right? And, you know, when you're a kid, uh, for a lot of kids that I see, you don't have a real urgency to go to church, right? It's like, oh, you, you wake up this morning, you got to go to church. So I'm just there. I'm not listening. I couldn't quote a scripture. I didn't read the Bible. Like, none of that, right? Um, And it wasn't until... Well, I remember her. One of her last words to me was like, "I'm so proud of you, but keep uh, close to Jesus. Like, don't don't lose sight of him. Because a lot of people in my family have lost sight of him, and so mm-hmm. I'm like one of the only few who." you know, who is a follower of Jesus Christ, right? And uh, you watch my videos, i be at school. I'm not scared to talk about him. Like, if you ain't going to bring me back because I'm talking about his goodness, then that's cool with me, right? And mm-hmm. some people like, yes, Kevon, just come up here and do your th-. Like, do you want me to say, no, Kevon, just do your thing. Like, whatever you say, we know we need it, right? Um, But it wasn't until I, I got really strong into my faith, Um, and it was because of my wife. Like, me and my wife, we, hmm. uh, she was like, hey, uh, come to my church. I'm like, okay, so mind you, we just... What was we, fiancés at this time? I can't remember. I can't remember. But she was like, hey, come to, come to my church. Y'all were
0: close. Y'all were close.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been together seven years. But uh, she was like, come, come to my church. And I was like, okay. So I went to her church. And I was like, oh, wow. It's like every single time I was listening to the pastor, I'm like, bruh. He's talking to me, like every <laughs> single time. And mind you, at this point, um, I, w- I was speaking at this point. I'm like, man, like he's really talking to me, right? And so I remember we got um, baptized together. But then mm. the reason I got baptized is because I was like, oh, I'm gonna just get baptized because she getting baptized. I'm-, I'm-, I'm gonna do it for her, right? And then I got rebaptized. And I was like, you know what? Um, and I was at this conference, and I just felt like they start doing baptisms, right? I'm like, oh, I didn't know they was going to do this, right? And I'm like, man, I just got baptized last year. I don't need to get baptized. Like, I ain't did nothing that bad, right? (laughs) And then I I swear, the the dude kept saying, there's somebody else in this crowd that needs to come out. Like, there's somebody else that needs to get back. There's somebody else that needs to give their life to Jesus Christ. There's somebody else out there. He kept saying, I kid you not, he kept saying that. And I just felt this presence and this push, like, Kevon, get up there. So as soon as I got up there, that's when he stopped saying it. And that's why he did a prayer and we went to go get baptized, but Mm-hmm. Um, definitely man I would say my faith has been really strong especially these last two years but this year I, I've been on fire you know uh, reading my bible I do sermons at church um, I give back uh, you know I volunteer and I do things like that because I just want to show his goodness right he, he's been so good to me like mind you I'm not supposed to be here man I was supposed to be born with down syndrome I got shot got molested rape whatever you want to call it. like I've been through so many things right but yet I'm still here to talk about his goodness and I feel that Mm. that that, that's the beautiful thing of life right and a lot of people think like oh i've been through all this i've been through all that so i can never get to that point but that is what builds you like because it broke you before it it had to break you so it could recreate you like god had to break me so he could recreate me he could redesign me and once he redesigned me i'm not going back to that brokenness no more i already know Mm. what that feels like now i want to be on this side and see
0: how that feels
1: and y'all getting this for free? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You
0: know. yeah I, I feel like I'm stealing some right now. Cause this <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this is gold, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> truth You man. keep
2: paying notes for me, and I just I like I said, it just things that like I already feel like that you elaborate on. Like I like I said, I, I don't have a problem now uh, talking in, like religion or anything like that to anybody mm-hmm. Cause I don't come from a place of like being judgmental or like oh like this is like it's not black or white for me. Mm-hmm. So I feel very comfortable like talking about God and like I said, what you just said literally like the refinement process like that's what i really really believe we are on this god given earth for it's not to be this perfect person mm. it's for that refinement everything that's thrown at you the trials and fires, like they're meant for you mm. they're not like now when you're done with the full same deck of cards or with the same circumstances like we're all given these different circumstances these different challenges these different trials and it's god's plan for us and so I like because your perspective is like all those things that happened to you, you're out here on this podcast speaking his name uh, in pride mm-hmm. and glory. And that's that was His process for you was to get you to that point. was exactly. that, uh, You could be this. You could be this light. You could be this person. And that's the same process. We're all trying to figure out is what, what is he putting in front of us that we need to solve and figure that can get us to that point of being those lights that, mm-hmm. that he wants. I love it, and I, yeah, guess like so you just hit on that note. Like I said, with everything that you went through, it's like you can look at it and be like, "Well, well, look, all this happened to me, and I figured it out." No, it? it's like you just you went through all that. That was God's challenge for you to come out on the other side in His glory.
1: Or you could go through all that stuff and be like, "God don't love me. Look what yeah. He put mm. me through. Like, look at everything I've been through. I'm, I'm losing people in my family. I, I'm losing relationships. I'm losing every. I'm losing money. I'm whatever that loss may be. You could just be like, and that's because of God. And mm. at the end of the day. It is, but he wants yeah. you to get through that. Like I said, he has to break you so yeah. he can redesign you. Because he, he has a plan for all of us. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, he has a plan for all of us. Mm-hmm. He has a purpose for you and a future. And so once you get to that point, you understand that and you see that within yourself. Um, because God will put that inside of you. Jesus Christ will put that inside of you. And once he does and you realize that, he wants you to do good. not just He wants you to do amazing, but not for yourself. I mm-hmm. want you to do amazing for him and others. Because he came, think about it, perfect person, came to this earth and served. And so what makes you think because he did that, we shouldn't be serving other people? And that's why I said speaking is one of the most fulfilling things because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm doing a service. Like I'm changing lives. Like yesterday I was at an event. Mind you, that they have two keynote speakers. I was a keynote last year. That's, that's why they brought me back. I wasn't even a keynote this year, but I was the MC, so Master of Ceremonies, right? Mind you, I'm not even giving no, like speech right but um you know every single time i could jump in there and get a little shine you know i did right um but people would come up to me after like oh my god i just love your energy you're so inspirational i'm like i ain't even said nothing yet right but like how you (laughs) said right they could just feel this presence right um and i'm telling you and you can only get that presence through jesus christ like am i lying i'm not lying Mm -hmm. seriously man Mm -hmm. and um And, and, and that's the great thing about life, right? Because we're living to serve others. And once you, and me and my wife, we talk about it all the time. Like we never say, Oh yeah, I did this 10 times in a row. Why can't you do it? At the end of the day, I'm trying to out serve, serve each other. Right. You want to keep serving them.
0: You always want to keep that, that heart of love. Mm. You know, I I love, I love that man. And you know, just, just go on out on, on how your, your wife really helped help fortify your faith in God and mm-hmm. everything. I just have a quick testimony for myself. And it's actually with my boy right here. Talk so, to me. So mm-hmm. me and him w- went to church probably, what was it, about three weekends ago, three Sundays ago? Two weekends two ago. Two yeah. Sundays ago. Um, mind you, um, with me especially, we, we we went to the Rock Church Outreach, you know, it's a great church. It's a family church that I've always been to. But for me and myself, I usually only go with my mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I love John. I, I love my boys, but my boys, we don't really go to church like that, you know? And, and, and I was actually speaking with him and, and, you know, we, 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 we went to our latest rave and everything together. And there was just some things there that we couldn't deny that was not of God. You know, mm-hmm. there are certain pictures, there are certain things and you could just feel mm-hmm. like, like, like our spirit man was, was telling me, especially because I know when I, when I go to some, you know, these raves and everything, most of the time it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But some of sometimes some of these DJs productions and everything, you could just feel it and sense it, man, that's, that's not of God. And mm-hmm. my, my spirit will tell me that. So at, at, after this event, man, we were going, some things were happening in our lives. We we're like, Hey man, I think, I think we need to go to church. And when, when, when he told me that. That was like a different chord that struck me because I was mm. like, I was like, that's different. We're not going to, you know, amusement park. We're not going to the bar. We're not going this and that. We're going to the house of God, mm. a house that I haven't been to in, in quite a long time. A house that I haven't even checked in to visit in you a go very home. long time. There mm. you go. So I was not only going home. I was going home with the brother.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We're watching the message. Everything's doing good. I even told him, I was like, look, man, at the very end, you know, they're, they're going to do the altar call and everything. I was like, look, we just, you know, we powered through that and then, you know, hey, we we, we, we can get on out of here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But I was seeing a shift, a nice change in my boy to where when we was doing altar call. His hand shot up, Bow. Mm. I love that. That. <laughs> that feeling of seeing my best friend, you know, seeing my best friend, my brother shoot his hand up to mm-hmm. give his life to God, man, I... That felt like that felt better than winning a fantasy football game. That felt <laughs> that felt better than quite a few of my accomplishments, because mm-hmm. that's an eternal win. Ooh. That's, that's something that there's no amount of money, no mm. amount of anything in life that I can give to him that none of not none of us as a collective that can get to him. That's something that he can, that he can only do for himself. Mm. So the fact that he did that, that he submitted unto the Lord, it got me checking myself to where I was like, I was like, God, have I really been submitting to you? Mm. Cause my, my, my boy did this w- w- without a doubt in his mind. And yet I've been doubting you. I've been, I've been doing these things and yet he did it, man, that I was clapping hard, man. I I, I think I did a little video of him being up there. I was like, yeah, you know, I let like, yeah. let like, go. John. <laughs> and then, and you know what I'm saying? I was just, that was a proud brother moment, you know? Yeah. And, but that's what we mean about when you when you go to God and you just feel that, mm. and then your works afterwards. Like I said, he's he's the same guy. He's pushing through everything. But but since that day, my my boy, boom, locked in. You, and you you feel that yeah. from, from people. Like I said, as my boy, I see that I feel that from him exactly. And it's like that's how God works, mm. and I, and and I love that, and I love these lessons from it because again, that was what that was an unplanned event exactly. Mm. We plan to go to the Lord. I plan to maybe peek in the door. My brother right here, God was opening for him, but he ran through that door. Man. And, and, and and I was sitting there still playing, you know, still playing patty cake with it. Like, you know, should I go in? Oh, i am already been, I've already gave my life to God. I, I don't need to hey, step on like right? <laughs> Yeah. So that was, that's one of my biggest and thankful testimonies was that God not only allowed to o- open the door for my boy, but my boy ran through it and hit his butt. You coming? You coming? <laughs> like, I I, I, I love I, it. I thought you said yeah. I, I, I thought you said that this is his home and, and you've been here before. Mm. But man, you you ain't been here in two years, big dog. Mm. That's how it was to me, man. So that's So that was my that's testimony, deep. man, and that's I love it. You should be the motivational speaker. I t- man, <laughs> hey, to everybody listening, I've I've already texted this man. You know that, that this man, I pray it so, and I'm going to speak it. You're going to give me tools and everything to I where you, one man. day I'm going to continue to empower people and, and everything else like that on a scale that even you are one day. Hey, oh, even greater, to.
1: right? Because we're going to get to a greater scale. Come on. Come on now. We can't stay on the same scale.
0: Yeah, and that, that goes for me. That goes for both of them. Because like I said, especially my brother right here, Matt, his gift is his hands. He could speak. He, he he could tell you a whole bunch of information. He's he going to unload it on you. Even if you may not be able to see it, he's going to unload it. And it's great value information. But mm. God gives it in with his hands, his works and everything that he does with mm. that. So, like I said, man, Love I it. just when you have a tribe, you have exactly. a tribe with Mr. Gavin, you know, you have other people that you have a tribe with now mm. that you move together to further yourself and the community because you're not only community pillars but to truly be a community pillar I feel like you got to really uphold with God cuz that's mm. the only pillar that's going to survive in these times
1: Exactly yeah and Gavin's my dog man we text each <laughs> other like 5am he like let's grind baby I'm like you already know I'm up <laughs> But uh yeah man it's and Jesus says it you got to have community like you're not here just to be by yourself, right? Nobody could get to a great point in their life or whatever by themselves. Like, you have to have communion. That's what's so important about going to church. You have like-minded people who understand, who who would tell you, I've been through this, I've been through that, and this is how I got through it. And everybody will tell you who, who's who got through it because of Jesus Christ. Like, there's no other answer, right? There's no because I just, boom, I flipped the wand, I turned on the switch. Like, no, I
0: got through it because Jesus Christ, he revealed it to me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, man, we... Whew. This is this was a true, true <laughs> conversation that we we done touched, flowed, hit the Holy Spirit. I truly feel because it says in the Bible where two or more gap.
3: Yeah, mm. He
0: is with us. Yeah. So like I say, man, to everybody that's rocking with us, that's been listening on this podcast, because right now we're at the point to where we're gonna be wrapping this up shortly. Mm. This is called the final word. This is gonna be a word to where you yourself, what do you what is your message to the viewers that are listening, watching at home, you know? I leave the floor to yours.
1: Definitely. Um, and I know a lot of people are like this, you know, who, who's who been through a lot of things and feel like they can't get through it. And, you know, it has no age limit. Just because you turn 25, just because you turn 30, it doesn't mean that you're going to automatically think like, okay, I can get through this, right? But I advise you just to keep pushing because, and, and it's just like for me riding a bike, right? Once I got like going through to get into the top of the mountain, I just had to keep it. I couldn't stop pedaling because if I stopped pedaling, I would have felt that burn. I'm like, okay, I can't do it but I just kept pushing, kept pushing. Ooh. And when I got to the top and I was able to turn back around, you're just flying down. That's how life is. You got to keep pushing. Until, until the point where you're just flying. You're just flowing. And another thing is, um, you can only get to that point in life is when you find Jesus Christ It's when you understand and you love him It's when you live your life for him, right. And for his people. And once you get to that point, like I said, you are flying down the mountain. There's no more, you, you know, being on the rough side. Because even though you might go through things, you're like, okay, Jesus wants me to go through this because I know he has a bigger plan for me. Mm. Boom.
0: Bam. <laughs> Mic drop. Rain man. drop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. You guys have a beautiful podcast here. Um, keep doing the great things that you guys do, man. I, I, see, I see something in you guys. Um, and like I said, man, Jesus, just keep following Jesus because it's, it's, the, the enemy's going to send people your way, things your way, to detour from Him. But it's up to you guys, right, to go on that on that path. You got to be one aligned, one accord with Him. One
2: line, one accord, yeah. man. I don't, I, I don't wanna want to take the final word, but I think just what you just said. Um, we talked about uh, confidence and, and empowerment, man. You want to talk about empowerment when you have that faith god and jesus christ man there's no there's no other confidence of just knowing that whatever is thrown your way you're gonna figure it out exactly and, and, and i use that testimony for what you said um, about the situation just like there was a lot of things happening in the month of september where me and him were just like dude like what did we do mm. and it was just like i got to a point for like i want to say for like a good like 24 hours 48 hours like i'm just like what the heck happened like, what did i do and then I just had I had to flip the switch. I was like, you know what? I can't sit here and dwell on all these things and blame this or blame that or blame that. It's like, I had to flip the switch. Like, whatever is happening is happening for a reason, and I just got to move myself forward. Mm. And I want to say um, it was a Wednesday, or it was, it was a Wednesday night, and I came to our workout. Uh, we work out late at night, and I was just like, I'm not going to be negative. It's not going to be negative. I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to sit here and be upset. It just, like, move that forward. Like, I got to figure it out. And it was, that confidence, that clarity, like, I, to, I asked for it, Just, like, God letting me know, like, this is not going to break you. Like, just mm. keep moving forward. And it's just, like, like I said, that if you want confidence, there's another confidence. Like, having that faith. Exactly. That God got you. He did take care of you.
1: Exactly. And other people might see it as arrogance, but no, it's just confident. Like, a lot, like, you might, you, you're so confident in yourself. People be like, man, he's so arrogant. He's so boastful. But no, I'm just confident. And the reason I'm confident is because you already know the answer.
0: Mm-hmm. Because of the one and only. The one
1: and only. No one like them. I
0: love that, man. Like I said, brother, this has been amazing. This has been something that, 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 that like I said, when we go into these podcasts, you know, I'm not going to lie. I come in with an expectation. I'm always open, but mm-hmm. I have an expectation. This is going to be a good podcast. Can't wait. We're going to yeah. hear some great things. Definitely. That's how great God is because these podcasts always surpass whatever expectation mm. I have. Because the word or anything that I thought I was going to receive, God said, nah, I'm going to quadruple whatever you thought it was. Because mm. I knew we were going to talk about God, but to go into this in depth, to really feel what, what I feel. To the viewers or anybody listening, if you could be in this room and feel how we feel right now, you want to talk about fire? <laughs> man, I only had half of this little something, man. I, I'm talking about this real fire in here. <laughs> and I,
2: I feel very at home and a very good place for now. If that, if that gives a,
0: if that gives the idea, it's just a very at home and a very good environment right now. Mm. Like I say, this is, I don't even want to stop, but this <laughs> is what, but it's one of those things to where we are gonna cut it in and we gotta we do an episode
1: have... two for sure. Yeah, oh we <laughs> most definitely.
0: <laughs> oh yes, we're gonna be adding that on. So like I said, everyone. This is Mr. K Vaughn. If you have your Instagram, please please tell the people if you have anything else that any social media platform, you can just say it right now so the people at home can go ahead and try to follow you and try to move anything forward. Anything you got going on? I know you have a book. I know you have some oh, stuff yeah. going on. Is there anything that you De- want to get out?
1: Definitely, man. I have a children's book. You can buy my merch at kevonlee.com. That's K-E-V-O-N dot com and all my instagrams and platforms social medias are kevon empower so the k-e-v-o-n and then empower is e-m-p-o-w-e-r-s that's where you can find me um and i'll love to have you on <laughs>
0: <laughs> like love i said you. i love it everyone again this has been nothing short of a blessing i thank yeah. you for walking with us here on this beautiful yeah. day And as always, everyone that's tuning in, and to our brand new viewers, I thank you for rocking with us here at the Ascended Cast. So we're going to go ahead and sign off. This is your boy Shiloh. Your boy John. Your boy Matt. Man, your boy Kevon Lee. (laughs) As always, be safe. Thank you, everyone, and God bless.